0: Podcast Podcock, Peacast. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. Uh, Bryce Baumgartner is on the program. How are you?
1: Oh, good evening. I'm doing just fine. Ready to talk about the football and how, how it should be played down there in the South, you know?
0: Yeah, y'all, uh, we got the SEC preview. Uh, also, Bobby Russell is joining us. How's it going, Bobby? Hey,
2: it's going pretty good. Got a taste of real, semi-real football last Thursday and I'm mentioning for more. Yeah, Steelers 1-0 on the
0: preseason campaign. So
2: Undefeated all-time in the Hall of Fame game.
0: There you go. Should have known that. Uh, well, I didn't actually bet on that last week, but that's a nice little factoid to tuck away for eight years from now when they play in it again or whatever. Um, all right. Like Bryce mentioned, the South, uh, next two conferences we're doing, are down in that region. But we got the SEC. Uh, probably the best conference in college football. We're going to smack it right in the middle of the power five preview. Um, if you know the drill by now we do, uh, the best of the best. It's a little fantasy draft. Uh, each of us will get a pick and a category. Those categories are uniforms, stadiums, head coaches, player, and game for the 2021 season. Uh, we left off with Bryce, uh, he has the first pick for uh, best uniform this is the first category in the Southeastern conference. So uh, go ahead and
1: kick us off. Uh, yeah. All right. Uniforms, a lot to choose from, a lot of classic, uh, clean uniforms out there in the sec. Um, but number one, it's always kind of has a little soft spot in my heart, especially the, the most recent years, but, uh, I'll take LSU and their uniforms. Um, Bitch. Really, every variation of it is, is real nice. Um, I think especially since, you know, Joe Burrow caught the uh, the eye of everybody in Ohio and really around the world. Um, it was just all eyes on them, and they've got great uniforms. I love the LSU, like, script on the helmet with the tiger in the middle. Um, I, like, I like the purple jersey, yellow pants. I like any combination. It's real nice. So um, I'll take LSU off the board there.
0: All right. I, I had that. Uh, number one in my little uh draft board here i'm next um man you're right though there are a ton of classics in here i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with the florida gators i like i you mentioned helmets the script gators on both sides um just a clean uniform they could switch it up you know white pants blue pants orange pants um i even like when they go all orange kind of throw it back to the to the eighties back in the Emmett Smith era. Um, I kind of like the, the font they used on the numbers in the nineties. Yeah. They're Jordan so, so, now, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're a Jordan yeah. team. So that they kind of got their own unique font. That's kind of what the Jordan brand offers, but, um, still all in all a good uniform, a ton of great combinations. And, um, I like that blue and orange combination. It, it goes well. So Florida, the Gators are off the board.
2: Yeah. I, i hop in. I, th- I think LSU and Florida are probably one, two for all of us there. Um, obviously, with Bryce LSU, he made all the great points about that. Florida, the, the orange and that blue just popped together so well. Uh, I'm going to take a non-traditional one. I'm going to go with Texas A&M. The maroon and white, especially since they went back to what their, like, 80s and 90s uniforms looked like. Um, I know when they were just coming to Adidas with Manziel – when they first came over to the SEC and kind of had the weird shoulder stripes. Uh, but since they went back to the glossy maroon helmet, Texas A&M logo, uh, it just pops out at you. And it's, it's just one of those iconic uniforms that when you see it on TV, you immediately recognize who's playing without even having to look at the score. Uh, so I'll take Texas A&M on that one, man.
0: I, I had A&M in my top three as well. Uh, th- that helmet for me, it plays. I don't know, Bryce, if you have anything bad.
1: Um, yeah, I, I like I like it. I like AMs. They're they're nice. I mean, the A and Alabama love that. I, I like Arkansas. You know, Arkansas always, yes. always had a clean with the razor back on the on the helmet. But Ole Miss throws out some real nice combinations. It was tough. Like this whole thing, like especially when you get to stadiums, I'm like, damn, like it's it's hard. It's tough. I mean there's some obvious ones, but yeah. I, I even
0: like Georgia. I know People might be like, oh, they kind of copied the Packers G, the Power G, whatever you want to call it. I don't know which came first. I probably should have looked it up. But I don't like that. I don't like their numerals anymore. Mm. I like I like the squared-up numerals. You know, a couple years ago they changed. But that red and black and, and silver, it goes well together. But, uh, yeah, the SEC, <clears throat> excuse me, has a ton of options. All right, stadiums, I get to lead this category off and – I mean, there's only one stadium, I feel like, above the rest in the SEC. That's Death Valley Tiger Stadium, LSU. I mean, over 100,000. A lawless nation down there in Baton Rouge. Um, never been there, but here the tailgate scene is um, second to none. And um, especially when they play a night game, um, it's, it's electrifying. It's an intimidating atmosphere. They got the live Mike the Tiger in the cage. Um in there just everything about it it's it's college football
2: yeah
0: Bobby you have a, yeah you're up here a second
2: yeah, I uh, have to agree with you there um LSU is probably the number one choice again um so my second one this makes it a little tougher because there's probably a handful of probably three or four you could go with here the one I'm gonna go with is Tennessee's Neyland Stadium the you get the checkerboard end zone. Uh, you know, you hear Rocky Top played every five minutes in the stadium. And then, you know, with the live mascot continuation, Smokey the Hound, um, Blue Tickpoon Hound, one of the coolest-looking dogs, and it's one of the best mascots in college football. Um, Tennessee doesn't have that same play they used to in the 90s when they were good under Phil Fulmer, but uh, going into that stadium, the orange and the white, overpowering when you look at it from TV. So I can only imagine what it's like there from – uh, being inside
0: it, it's 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 a great place i'll add to that um i took washington the pac 12 for the sail gating scene tennessee the vol navy you can sailgate there off the tennessee river i believe so another cool aspect of that stadium um all right bryce you can close us out here
1: yeah both of you guys uh great picks i think i counted like six deep easy of stadiums yeah. i was like yes yep yep uh-huh um, LSU love what they do, the band, the atmosphere, uh, the five, uh, every five yard line, the proximity to a shack statue. Um, those are all check boxes for me. Um, uh, went down to, uh, to there, uh, when OU was playing in 2000, what, 10, nine, maybe, uh, Eric Berry senior year. And it was first off, first time I ever saw a prayer throughout the whole stadium before a football game felt like I was at a NASCAR race and, which was neat but the, the place wasn't full but you look looking around you see like Reggie White you know his jersey Peyton's jersey and, and just like the history that's been there it's pretty neat uh so I guess this is tough this is tough but I'll give the nod uh to to A&M uh, Kyle Field there college station um the whole the whole thing um the tailgating uh the bars um the, the 12th man is insane. Uh, just everything. It's crazy. Uh, I went to a night game there, and it was it was pretty loud. Uh, neat town. Nothing else there. But this was tough. I, I had it down between them and, and, and Florida, and I chose A&M just because I knew I, I'd been there, and it, it holds up. Um, if it's a full house and they're playing somebody big, I would say that might be the loudest stadium I've been to. never been to a whiteout, but I bet it's got to be pretty damn close to it.
0: Yeah, they've they've expanded too. Uh, oh, it's huge! Yeah, it's huge. Um, I think I think Georgia's kind of slept on again, between the hedges. Uh, that's another place that's kind of expanded over the years. Uh, f- the swamps, obviously, up there, and then everybody talks about the Grove at Ole Miss too, from the tailgate mm-hmm. aspect that you have to go and at least try out once. So, uh, but yeah, again, the SEC chock full of uh of, of goodies there. All right. Bobby, I'm already writing down these picks. You got head coach. You're first up here. All I right, think I we all gonna... know. <laughs> yeah. Before I hop
2: into my obvious pick here. Oh, go ahead. Uh, um, one of the best looking fields on TV is South Carolina, too. Like when mm. you watch, watch them, it's just, it's got that green. The paint pops and the, the field just looks perfectly level. So that's just my last thing on stadiums there. William Bryce.
1: I,
0: can, I, can I add one thing to that, too? <laughs> Let's just talk about – we can talk about stadiums for 15 minutes, probably. The, I, 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 I think I'm right here. But the Mud – or not not the Mud Dogs. The Red Wolves in oh. the program, I think they use that was the setting for their home games, was williams Bryce Stadium in South yeah, Carolina. That sounds right. Because they have that, like, whatever you call that, like those walk ramps that twist around. Yep. In the corners on each end. Like an mm-hmm. Orange Bowl,
1: I think, had that one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: think I think they use Williams Bryce Stadium for one of the all time great football movies that's poorly rated, but screw, screw movie raiders.
1: They probably still have a trophy for the, for the
2: Bourbon Bowl, I'd have to imagine. <laughs> uh, they won. What a game. All right. Going into the coaches, I mean, I mean you got to take them here. I mean, six national titles in 10, ten years. Is that right? Something like
1: that. Uh, yeah, Does it, doesn't doesn't matter
2: anymore. <laughs> it's like, I mean, whatever. I mean, the South's going to do it again, probably. Um, Saban, he's going to be there. He's going to make the playoff, whether it be as a one or a four seed. If he loses one game, um, I just don't feel like anybody is on his level current day coaching. Um, you know, even his peers. If you can think about a peer, um, has he lo- even lost to an assistant coach that was under him before? I don't think he's lost to Kirby. Um, That's basically the only one I can think of that even comes close to even beating him. So Nick Saban just has a program there. He has all the money in the world there, and he's got an entire state behind him that will do anything for that program. So Saban is, he is the coach.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, that's obviously no brainer. Uh, Bryce, you're up next in the number two hole.
1: Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take Mr. Jimbo Fisher on that one, uh, you know, taking into consideration what he's done as a coach and what he's done to, uh, you know, obviously winning a national title there at Florida State, uh, making the move for a lot of money and seeing what he's done to their program. Now, I'm not saying it's it was like an urban Meyer type jump, I, but it's not I don't want to say it's not too far off. They're right there and uh, they're, they're going going places. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time. It seems like they're winning the recruiting battles in state um, and winning, you know, winning on the field. It all translates obviously. So yeah, I'll take Jimbo. All
0: right. I'm going to, I'm going to roll Dan Mullen here. Um, I thought the third spot here was kind of the trickiest. Kirby probably recruits a little better. Uh, Coach O's two years off a national championship. Uh, Lane is fun. I mean, You have who else? Mike Leach. Mike Leach. I mean, yeah. Uh, Mark Stoops has done a hell of a job at Kentucky. Um, But I I just like Mullen. You know, it seems like um, his success at Mississippi State, he's on obviously a bigger scale, bigger program at Florida. But, uh, you know, if if you think back at like that SEC championship game last year, I mean, he coached up a hell of a game plan. And they were the only team that – really I mean them and A&M were really the only two that kind of pushed Alabama for four quarters um I just think he he's kind of missing that that Dak Prescott type presence at the quarterback spot and Florida could really take off again um I don't know if that's going to happen this year but um yeah I I like Mullen I think he's a you know he's he's an okay enough recruiter I mean it's probably easy obviously to recruit in Gainesville to that program but um, does a good job, kind of a weird guy. I don't know if you guys watched that. <laughs> the dance? I don't dance? know if you guys watched – well, that and, like, they had that hard knocks type deal that where they followed a college football program for hmm. a week last year, and he's he's just kind of a dad. I mean, um, I could see why guys play for him though, but just kind of, kind of a lame-o guy, but he knows his X's and O's. It's like Weird. he's
2: got a little... Uh, oh, go go ahead, go ahead. No, also, the weirdest thing about Dan Mullen is his wife kissing him as a player before, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> before every game. That that just always gets me when they show that on TV. I'm just like, you want to show that?
0: Would you rather have that, or would you rather have Tom Herman who would do that himself? Like, at least Mullen's kind of sort of pimping his wife out, I guess, you would call it. I don't know. It's, yeah, it is yeah. it is bizarre, but that's... that's uh, Kind of a a dead fish thrown in your guy's lap. I understand. So
1: <laughs> I think he's got like a little dabbo in him. Something about him reminds me of da- like kind of like fake-y, just, fake, like kind of just yeah,
0: yeah. Snake, snake, oily. Like use, uh, you, I always use the line "used car salesman." That's like,
1: fair. like
0: yeah, like gonna get the deal done, but like you know, I just,
1: I just think like I would have at least like the least amount of fun with him on like a recruiting visit. I just be like, uh, I got to sit in a room with Tim." That's true, but he
0: could could be a cool guy, who knows. Fun offense for sure. I mean, they always put up points. So. All right, Bryce, uh you are
1: next uh player. Oh boy. Um Give me uh was it? Stingley? Derek? Derek Stingley. Yeah. Stingley. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um could be 1st non- non-quarterback drafted um, dudes a stud shut shut total you know shut down corner um, I don't know I could see like the lions he probably could get drafted by the lions here next year or something like that um, yeah dude dudes uh, I think like easily the best player um, I don't want to say in college football but he's, he's right there um, give me him I thought it was an easy choice
0: yeah he's he's definitely in the conversation. All right, I'm next. Um, I'm going to take, I think, the best offensive skill player in the league coming into this year. I'm going to take uh, the sophomore running back from A&M, Isaiah Spiller. Um, yeah, I you know, he had a, a really good year last year, over 1,000 yards and nine starts. Um, and, again, I think Bryce mentioned it. Bobby, I know you're on the um, A&M train real heavy last year, but I think he was kind of the catalyst to their offense. I know that uh, Wendemeyer, the tight end was solid and Kellen mon has gone, but he, he was an experienced quarterback, but it seemed like when A&M was at their best, uh, they were, they were bludgeoning people with the ground game and Spiller was a huge part of that.
2: Yeah. I, I think he's definitely the best running back in the league this year, Departure of a few people. So I think he's going to have a huge year, even more this year. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: I think he'll be number two, number two back. There's somebody else out there, but yeah, we could take it, maybe make a little friendly wager on it, who has more yards or who's more impressive.
2: All right. So I'll, I'll round up this one. I'm going to stick with a running back here as well. I think he's the second-best running back in the conference this year, uh, coming on a long line of recently great NFL picks. I'm going to go to Zamir White out of Georgia. Uh, kid's got a great offensive line to run behind. Um, you know, he's hard-nosed. He reminds you of Todd Gurley. He reminds you of Nick Chubb. He's just right in that line. And I think he's got the strength of, uh, was it Evander Holyfield's kid that played there a few years ago too. So, yeah. I, I think he's going to have a huge year for Georgia. And I think that's probably going to lead them uh, to the SEC East crown there.
0: Man, that's that's been a factory, really. I mean, if you think about, it, like, since no Sean Moreno, they've had some studs. Roll through that place, um, at the running back spot for sure. Who uh, Bryce? Who who was? Who's the other guy? You think an Ely from Mississippi State or Mississippi? Um, who who's the other back? I, I think it's going to be Tank Bigsby. Aubrey. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, wait, we'll get we'll, we'll get to that. I just a little I bit. just think
1: I I just like was like looking around at all the running backs and I was like, Tank Bigsby. No, he what he, like.
0: He, He was their only bright spot last year, really. I mean,
1: it's 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 like, you know, if you're if you're taking, you know, bets and there's odds, I bet he'd be very, very favorable. Like a underdog type pick. But something about the name, I'm just like, I wanna root for (laughs) I wanna root for a tank Bigsby. That is a world class
0: name. And then who knows, like fucking Alabama, like I think Brian Robinson is a senior. Nobody's ever heard of him. I mean, Really, he'll probably run for fifteen hundred yards this year and be dominant as hell. But you know, it's Alabama, so what do you expect? Um, who who like who who do you guys trust before we get to the game? Who who's the best quarterback in this league? I got the Mizzou kid. Honestly, maybe I,
2: JT Daniels.
1: Like, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Just he might be safe.
2: I think in the second year in, in this offense, I think Matt Corral will be good at Ole Miss.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he's high on draft boards right now. I kind of forgot about him. Yeah, I like that basilic kid. I think that's his last name from Mizzou. Um Thought he played well, but all right. Uh, moving on, game. Again, we could we could. Uh, there's a lot to pick from here. I'm gonna go week one the game's in Charlotte a neutral site game. I'm going Georgia versus Clemson um for obvious reasons. I mean that that's that's just must see TV I feel like week 1. Don't think it's a playoff elimination game. I think you know if Georgia plays Clemson close or vice versa, you know I think both teams will have a chance to to write that wrong and still have a good resume to to make it to the playoff for being that conversation. But, I mean, you got, what, two of the top eight programs the last half decade or so, uh, matching up on a neutral site week one. Uh That's big time. So, EGA yeah, Clemson is uh, my pick. Bob, you're up next.
2: Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, another um, non-conference matchup. I'm going to take Auburn and Penn State. Uh, Ooh. Game here where last few years, I mean, they've both been in national title contention, you know, in the last five years, but the last two, three, they've been down kind of the middle of the pack, middle of the conference road teams. This is a, probably a recruiting and program defining win for either side here to kind of get them to turn that corner. Um, Auburn comes in with a new coach, I believe this year. Uh, Malzahn's gone. So we'll see what kind of team they are this year. But Penn State, we know what Penn State is. We know what they have with their coaching. And I think it's an early season game, too. So, it's going to be interesting to see how both teams develop. And, you know, either, either way this one goes, I think it propels one of those two towards a lot of momentum in their respective conference.
0: Yeah, I'll add I'll add a jumping off point there. You know, I just bragged about my pick, you know, in a neutral site game. But I love that Auburn's going – to Beaver Stadium and, and take it on Penn State mm-hmm. in in Happy Valley. I, I just love when two brands are like, you know what, let's do it. We'll, we'll go to you guys. You come here in a few years or whatever. So uh, that's cool. That's going to be – that's a helmet game for sure.
1: Yeah, big big fan of uh, home and homes. Uh, anytime uh, t- for, for the team in the south to come up north is nice. I wish it was happening in November. Just to see, just to you know, I, I don't know if it would even matter, but it'd be fun just to watch, like uh, you know, Florida come up to the shoe and in mid-November to see how it how it goes. Um, this is this was tough. Both both of the games. I you know, if you're like me, uh, especially middle of the season where you're flipping through like looking on ESK, looking at like what games are happening, and you're like, oh. Like, like, I'm going to make sure I get my mowing done. I'm going to make sure I rake my leaves. Like, I am going to be in front of the TV for that one with a nice beer in my hand. Um, And something like in in early October, something to decide uh, uh, the, the West. Give me A&M – or I'm sorry, uh, Alabama going to A&M. Um, I think it will be an exciting game. By then we should know, hey, is A&M for real? See what they've done early on. And uh, I think this could be the year they get them. So give give me that game. I think it's going to be exciting. It's going to get me um, really amped. I don't know. I'm sure it's going to probably be a 3:30 CBS if I had to put money on it. I think that's, that's will what... spin now. Oh fuck! Didn't, yes, didn't that... is that that yeah. happened this year? Shit! Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Oh no, Vern. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> Gary sad. Danielson. Yeah. Sad. Oh sh- oh shucks! I don't have to listen to those arrogant assholes. Sorry, excuse my language. But uh, <laughs> so what? Reese Davis and who else is Reese still on? No, did he move? I I thought they were going tour for the SEC games. Okay. See what I know about, about this shit. Anyway, then maybe it's I a night game. Maybe ESPN will yeah, turn it to a night be. game. Yeah. Uh, just,
0: just, just a couple. My bad. Uh, just a couple games I had on my board that I get, didn't get to. You guys could add stuff here. But uh, another NutriSite site game early in the year in Miami versus Alabama. Um, I don't know how good of a game that's going to be, but on paper – Looking at you know just like you just said, bryce, you you go on your app or go online, and you see those two logos that just kinda get you excited mm-hmm. and um Alabama traveling to Florida in a crossover game um I believe that's early yeah early in the year, September eighteenth, so kind of a litmus test game early in the season for a young quarterback. And Bryce Young, presumably going into the swamp, that'll be him. his first two road tests. That that could be interesting.
1: Yeah, he's like, well, at least I have a million dollars in my bank account, so whatever, whatever <laughs> happens, happens. Like, screw it. Yeah, cocktail or uh, world's largest
0: outdoor cocktail party. Always that uh, Halloween week, Florida, Georgia, and Jacksonville. Another one. Um, also oh, sneaky. Yeah. I I I seem to find myself watching the majority of the Egg Bowl. Yep, the like totally it's awesome. just a nasty rivalry between Ole Miss and Mississippi State.
1: Yeah, you got the dog pissing on the goalpost, right? In that, uh, mm-hmm. right? That's a classic. Yep, yep especially with the, the coaches now. Come on.
2: Yeah, exactly. I was getting ready to say that two of the greatest coaching personalities in college football too. All
0: right, let's move on. Uh, part two uh, tears. Um, I guess we'll just keep it going like we normally do. I guess I'll get through mine first, uh, and then y'all could uh, react to those, do your own, whatever. Okay, um, Tier 4, I have uh, South Carolina, Arkansas, Vandy, and Tennessee. I think those are your basement dwellers. Tier 3, I got Auburn, I got Mizzou, and... That's it. No Mississippi State. My bad. I have Mississippi State in tier three. That's the eligible teams. Probably not going to be that, uh, you know, noteworthy on the year, But nevertheless, um, so now, man, I can't even write my, read my own writing. Mississippi State. <laughs> Mississippi State. Auburn. Missouri. Tier three. Okay, got it. Check. Uh, tier two. I got LSU, kind of by themselves. Um Got Florida kind of in between Tier One and Two. Not gonna lie. Then I got A and M, Alabama, and Georgia as the the three title contenders slash playoff contenders. And like I said, Florida's in between with um, LSU and Tier Two, kind of by themselves. Um Bobby Bryce, whoever wants to go, reaction, your own tears, how you think it's gonna shake out. Go for it.
2: I'm I'm right there with you on most of it. Uh, my bottom tier, Vanderbilt, even though Clark Lee is going to turn that program around. Um, so shout out the Commodores. Just put South Carolina, Tennessee, and Kentucky down there too. Um, you know, Stoops has had a good couple of years, but I just think that their luck's run out this year, and I think they might have bad quarterback plays really going to hamper them. Uh, Arkansas and Mississippi State down there as well. Tier three, Ole Miss, Auburn, LSU, and Missouri. Um, I just don't think LSU is wow. on par yet. I think that losing Miles Brennan is going to hurt them a lot. Um, so, but defense will be there. Coach O will, will them to three or four wins himself. Uh, but I think they're kind of there. Tier 2, um, Florida, Missouri, and uh, Texas A&M. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're right there on the cusp. Missouri plays in the easier SEC East. Um, and then Tier 1, Florida – or not Florida, Tier 1, Georgia-Alabama. Um, it's probably 95% likely we are going to see those two teams in the SEC final.
0: Okay. I, would, I would agree with that. Bryce, your yeah. input?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I kind of have it tiered out a little differently. Well, not too much differently, but uh, I've got a basement, okay? I've got Vanderbilt, South Carolina. Uh, I am intrigued about Shane Beamer. I think he's uh from what I've what I'm seeing on Twitter seems like a high energy guy. Be nice to see him turn that program around, but yeah, right now I think they're garbage. Um, I've got the maybe next year tier. Um, oh, yeah. And this is kind of the bulk of it. It's just Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Arkansas, and Ole Miss. Um I've got a So you're saying there's a chance uh, tier. I've got Auburn and LSU in there, you know. I think they have the athletes to sneak up, um, make a run. Like I said, so you're saying there's a chance uh, with those just because of athletes on the field. Then I have uh, I have four of the big boys, okay? I got, I got A&M, Florida, Georgia, and Bama. I think um, just what they've done recently, uh, the talents talent that's going through there, um, you know, look at their coaches. You see a correlation. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just it's who's coaching them, the talents on the field, and I think any of them, if things click, could be could be the winner. Of course, I've got uh, I've got Bama and Georgia playing each other, um, but who knows? Maybe it's a year and they run the table. Yeah, um, I got ba- and Bama winning it all if that if that matters. So,
0: I I want to pull the trigger. I feel like I like Georgia every year, and it just bites me in the ass. But. Um, I you know, I, I can't pick against Saban. You'd be a fool. You'd be a fool not to um uh or be a fool to pick against him. So yeah, I got I got Bama beating Georgia in an SEC championship game. Um Bobby, what's what's your prediction?
2: SEC championship game. I got Georgia beating Alabama this year. Okay, you're gonna do it. I uh, I'm pulling the trigger this year. I think Alabama just doesn't have the turnaround that they do year in and year out. I think this is the year that they stumble up a little bit.
0: I Yeah, I, I you know, they do seem, I don't know, like I, I we'll get through uh, the ACC and the Big Ten the next two weeks, but does it seem to you guys like, you know, all the title contenders like that we can kind of pin in to be playoff contenders, like they ju- they just seem a little – a little more beatable this year, and I think that's just because quarterback play. Like we, you know, there's not a lot of returning starters at, at like the, like if you think about it, who, like DJ from Clemson, Uyunglele, he's like the most proven quarterback of one of like the top five teams. Like seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then it's Maybe, like, I do mean, he, you really it's, trust not him? it's not consistent.
1: It's not consistent. Yeah, like I haven't seen the consistency out of it. It's like, sure, he beat Boston College or, you know, this and, and that. I mean, Notre Dame, I get it. I get yeah. it. But, I mean, it's Notre Dame and their defense. I'm just kidding, Bobby. They're uh, they're a fine team. Um, and he, he kept them in it. But it's like, damn, that game just got out of hand. And he, he you know, I don't want to say padded stats, but I don't know. It was just a high-scoring game. It, wasn't it? Am I am I making that up? Wasn't it like a like a shootout? It's oh, like, yeah, t- forty-seven
2: to forty.
1: Yeah, that's it. You remember? Yeah. You've got it tattooed on it somewhere, probably.
2: But I there mean, go you... ahead. Yeah, yeah. You, you keep going.
0: Well, I was gonna say, you know, if you just look at like, I think we, you know, kind of the the tool I'm trying to use with like the tears is like to to kind of come to a consensus, which I think. All three of us had A and M, Georgia, Bama, and we all, you know, two of us had Florida on that cusp of, of competing or in that top tier on the cusp and stuff like that. But you look at all four of those schools. Like, I mean, I think JT Daniel, JT Daniels, is a talent, but like, I don't know if I trust him. And he's the only returning guy. I mean, Emory Jones at Florida, he if he's the starter, he got some burn here and there in like some sub packages the last couple of years, but a has got a new guy, A&M's got a new guy, uh, LSU, if you throw them in, in the mix, they kind of got two guys that we're not sure about yet. Um, very, very interesting in the SEC, at least when it comes to the quarterback play.
1: So, I agree.
0: All right, uh, two questions about playoffs, then, then we'll talk a little NIL. Um, I'll throw it around, I'll start with you first, Bobby. Uh, first question is obviously what percent chance does the SEC have to get a team into the playoffs? And to piggyback off that, give me a chance that they get two teams into the playoffs,
2: if at I, all. I, I, it's a hundred percent chance. I mean, I think the SEC is the marquee conference. Um, I don't think there's been a year where they've not been in the college football playoff. Only conference to have two teams in. Uh, so I mean, they're on ESPN. So that has to, I mean, I know it doesn't factor into anything, but it kind of does. Um, so I give them a hundred percent chance, uh, whether it's with an undefeated team, whether it's with a one loss team, uh, not even a two loss champion could be in the playoff. I would say, um, to get two teams in, I I would give that probably, probably a 25% chance, um, much more of a chance than the PAC 12 of getting one team in, um, just because you're you're so top heavy, and Georgia and Alabama are obviously your leaders there, and then a And M, you know, last year, I mean, what they were fifth last year going in, in yeah. the playoff, they they were right there, and you know, you could argue that they could have got in over Notre Dame just because of the implosion in the ACC championship game, but the fact that they had didn't have like a marquee win. And I think this is the year, you know, they could get the marquee win, but they could also stumble against an LSU or an Auburn late in the year. Um, So you you never know. And with Georgia, with that week one game, too, against Clemson, if they were able to pull that off and then lose to, like, Alabama in the SEC championship, Clemson gets in, Alabama gets in, I think beating the ACC champion Clemson holds some weight. So I think they have a better shot of getting two in than some conferences do if you can get a sniff.
0: Bryce, your your thoughts mm, on those?
1: Yeah, I ninety-five percent chance. I mean yeah. which I'm not gonna say a hundred out of principle. Um, but I'll say a ninety-five. You know what? Ninety-seven percent chance uh they, they get one <laughs> in. And um I would say fifteen percent, ten percent chance they get two in, and, and Bobby kind of hit the nail on the head with just you know, there's multi multiple combinations of, combinations of how how they could do so? I mean, I'm just looking. For instance, a A&M, their schedule is is not is not great. Um, non conference: Kent State, Colorado, New Mexico, um, and then they play Prairie View A and M. That uh, the FCS whatever weekend it is in the uh, in the SEC. So, I mean, they could certainly. The one loss, they're only lost to Alabama. Do they have a signature win? Depends on how good LSU and Auburn are. But, um, no, a lot of combinations, like Bobby mentioned, for, for a one-loss team to get in.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i going to go with Bobby. I think 100% that they, they, the, the SEC champion gets in. And I think I might go – man, I, I think I'll go 30 – 30%. I'll go a little over Bobby. Because uh, I do – I like you guys have mentioned it already. Like, you know, if Georgia goes out there and they win that week one game and don't have any trip ups, I think that kind of builds as long as they don't get like blown out in the SEC championship game. Um, or Georgia does lose that game and it's close and then they beat an undefeated number one Alabama in the SEC championship game. Um I I think that could do it. Um or you know, your your AM um uh AM spiel, you know, if they're a one loss uh team, close loss to Alabama who undefeated runs this runs the table and then you know, what if the Pac twelve champions like a three loss team? Uh the Big Twelve kinda maybe eats themselves up. Notre Dame's not in the mix or whatever, like you know, maybe A and M does. Sneak in there, so I I think it's uh, Bobby said it a little bit ago. Yeah, it's, it's it, I I have a higher chance that SEC gets two and then the Pac-12 has a representative, which that's sad, but that's kind of the reality Of, of It hasn't situation. been. It
1: hasn't been done, correct?
0: No, it happened when Georgia oh, yeah, played the title Duh. game. Duh,
1: Jesus. Yeah, I. I that's the only I must time have blacked out or something that year. I don't know.
0: And I think this is what year
1: six, six? year 20. six
0: of the playoffs. Yeah. 2015 year six or seven of the, the playoff, uh, era. So, um, all right, we'll, we'll save the expansion talk, I guess, for next week, but just real quick, maybe five, 10 minutes, just NIL. We haven't really discussed it. It's, it's been out there. We've seen, um, you know, some of these sponsorships trickle out. Uh, I saw your boy yesterday, Bryce, um, the Pick North kid. Sawyer's yeah. getting a getting a jacked up Chevrolet. I'm a bow tie man myself, so yep.
1: can't hate on
0: the uh, can't hate on the
1: ride. But uh, thanks, Mark Wahlberg, uh, <laughs> Chevrolet.
0: <laughs>
1: but uh, I'll just throw it to you. Like,
0: I mean, I, I think we're all going to be kind of simpatico on our thoughts on uh, on it. But just just your general thoughts, feels what, what you want to see out of, out of this NIL situation.
1: I mean, I just, I love it. I think it's a, I think it's fantastic. I've always been, you know, pro pro college athlete. I think it's best for the sport, you know, make sure they're happy. Um, I'm not the type of guy that's like, I don't believe, you know, you get a scholarship and that's your free college. Like, well, you know, they're also have no opportunities to make any, any type of money like on their own. Like they're not like, you know, Dwayne Haskins wasn't working at Target, you know, to, to save up or anything like that. I mean, um, you know, any time you can let the personalities shine and, you know, see see what this is, you know, maybe they can start managing money earlier. You know, maybe they can make their mistakes in college while, um, you know, maybe they're not – their priorities are, are more intact and, you know, everyone around them, they're not millionaires. So um, I'm a huge fan, you know, with with Quinn Quinn Ewers coming out and, you know – taking a a kombucha company from Texas, I think, what he's doing. And um, that's his first one. I think it's neat. Like Here's this 17-year-old kid or however – maybe he's 18 now, but uh, probably making six figures off of his personality just because he's a football player. So, um, yeah, it's, like, still kind of Wild westy, but, you know, I'm all for it. I like it. Um, Favor, and I wish it was done a long time ago. And Ohio State might have what 12 more wins, eleven more wins uh, to their to their win column all time. so oh well'm I'm, I'm for it What about you
0: guys? I'll, I uh, yeah, I mine's quick. like I'm all for anarchy. like super compete bring it on. like it's just double birds to the NCAA. Um, I do think this is a selfish reasons. It's a step towards getting the video game series back. And that's kind of been my main objective, sadly, about it. But, I mean, yeah. Like, I don't think it's going to stop, like, you know, illegal recruiting either. Like, I still think you're going to have $100 handshakes and and things like that. But, you know, maybe this keeps it a little more above board. And um, that's fine. And my argument always was, you know, when pay the play has been talked about is, like, if you were a brainiac and, like, a chemistry major and, you know, some third-party subsidy that didn't have anything to do with the university you're attending brought you in, paid you for a summer, some summer internship to work on this new theory or whatever the case might be, like, they wouldn't fucking lose their grades. They wouldn't lose their scholarship, right? You mentioned, like, working at Target, like, you know we as regular students in our time, yeah, we worked or could take a job and it made no difference to anybody. So, you know, and these guys, like, I hear the argument too about, like, the student athlete. Oh, you're taking the student athlete away. Like, and this is going to sound like I'm banging on, like, Ohio State, but, like, you know, Justin Fields had no idea, like, where the fucking, like, sociology building at OSH or whatever was that like he did his classes if he did his classes he did them online spend his time at the football facility and, and that's fine like I'm not hating that's just the reality of the situation I'm not saying they're the only school that does it either but um, you know that they have a different schedule um, and I know it's 20 hours a week like lemon uh, on, on football activities or whatever your sport you're playing there's a a limit on time but they they do fucking work hard and they do put in time and, and sacrifice things so yeah cheers I'm all for it.
1: Bobby or go ahead go ahead I was going to say and the, the biggest thing is they're they're generating millions of dollars in revenue for a university yes. like that's like the ultimate thing is like you understand like what a, a budget at Texas is what 200 million dollars just their football budget I mean, come on, like they're making so much money for the, the city, the state, um, the, you know, the university, but you know, why can't they have a little cash in their pocket if they earn it? You know, they still have to earn it. They can't just say like, you know, I'm just going to sit here and someone's going to pay me like, well, you're gonna have to do something. I I don't know. I guess you could find a way around that, but I don't know. You're making the money and someone thinks you're worth something. Why can't you benefit from it? Bobby, go ahead. Yeah,
2: just like you both, I'm all for it. Um, I feel like it's been a while. I've been having this conversation with people for many years, 10 years at least beyond this. Um, Think of it, the way I think of it is a music student at a college on a music scholarship can profit off of music that they produce, write and sell. They can make money off of that and not lose their scholarship. Yeah, playing a apply, gig.
1: It, like, they it, can go play and make money, right? right?
2: It, it should apply for an athlete as well. Why Why can't Clemson's quarterback, which I think I saw today, he's going to be on the Dr. Pepper ads. Like, why couldn't he do that? Why couldn't he go for, like, Zaxby's? or what, like, What's the big deal? Who's it hurting? It's not hurting the integrity of the game. The game is still the game. The tradition is still the tradition student athletes, they're not missing any classes if they even go to classes. Uh, shout out Mike Gulick Jr. saying that he took guitar lessons as a grad student where the teacher came to his house. <laughs> so, I mean, it's college football is it's triple-A baseball equivalent. And, I mean, we all agree that. We all still watch it. And it's still our favorite thing to watch on the weekends. So, it it doesn't matter. What, what I like is the, the ones that are getting, like, entire groups. So, like, Mission Barbecue sponsors the entire Notre Dame offensive line. I mean, that's the walk one guys. That's the guys that are injured and not playing. It's the guys that will never see the field. They're still getting something there. So th- that's what I like to see. And I feel like we're, right now we're in the Wild West period of it where there's no regulation, really. There are some where you can't be, like, with tobacco companies or gambling. So there is some lines drawn on the sand, but then again, it's like, where does it stop? Where does a guy who hasn't taken a single snap already have seven figures in the bank with Bryce young. So I like that we're there, but I do see some regulation coming in on this and it's, it's, it's only going to make the best teams better. Um, I think speaking from an Irish fan perspective, the recruiting classes we have the next two years, um, some of the, like, the message boards that I've read, you know, have indicated that they have like the Irish staff welcomed NIL and welcomed all that and built that into their program using the brand Notre Dame, even though you technically can't use Notre Dame, but there might be a workaround there since they always, like remember on the video games, there was always, it's the property of the NCAA and then it had Notre Dame as like the line below it. So But the programs that are embracing this, it's only going to make them better. Five stars are going to keep going to Alabama. They're going to keep going to Ohio State. They're going to keep going to Texas, Texas A&M. And they're just going to get better. And that's going to lead into the next thing, the Super Conference, which is the first domino. The second domino is going to be the expansion of the playoff. And the amount of money that's going to come in is just going to make the sport even better. And it's going to make it even better for fans. I mean, me personally speaking, if – Kyle Hamilton, uh, he's sponsored by Roback uh, Apparel. You know, they make great golf polos. I might go buy that just because, you know, I want to support this kid. I want to support that team that supports the guy I like. And I feel like there's going to be much more of a connection for fans following their college teams that they follow versus someone like, you know, I'm not going to buy the same kind of stuff that Ben Roethlisberger buys just because, you know, it's NFL, it's more corporate, and this is more. It, it makes me relate to the players more, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, even yeah. though big, Bit, if like Big Ben had a had a clothing line, I'd probably buy stuff because it would probably like we got the same body style. So <laughs> it's it. it would, it'd be comfortable. It'd be bag, real baggy stuff, you know. Um, so I think the question for everybody here is like, go anywhere in America, um, and and get an endorsement deal. Like maybe it's a local restaurant, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. What school are you guys going to and who are you uh who you sign up with and repping repping their brand? Mm, that's a good question.
0: Um I am. I okay, the, I'll just go with the first couple of things that, that came to my head. Now, this might be a little insight of how big of a dreamer I am or am not. I would just do it for the home team. I would stay in Athens. <laughs> I'd be a Bobcat and I would take the little short jaunt up the to, to Logan. And this is not, you know, kissing your guys' ass and placating to both y'all being Logan guys, but say it. Give me all the Pizza crossing yes. <laughs> that I can handle. I'll be I'll be on the channel fifteen commercials for and the, the radio commercials for Pizza Crossing. I'll fucking wear a pizza crossing an armband. I don't give a shit. Just give me the chef salads. Give me mm. the pizza. God, that, I me mean, I'm not French dressing. That. Good Lord. Yes.
1: Oh, Ooh. yeah, that's, I like it. <laughs> that that would be mine. <laughs> I thought you were thinking maybe like a Rocky boot. I thought maybe you're going there. No, Like doing no. some Rocky, Rocky apparel. Okay,
2: Bobby, what about you? Oh man, to, for the brand in the area, I, I'm going to go to, to Maryland and get, uh, crab shack um oh all all you can eat crab whenever you want not in season because they can't hire enough people down there so people should apply for jobs to uh go hunt crab again and uh, harvest them so that's just a little spiel there but yeah joe's crab shack crab give me the corn on the cob give me some loggers that's that's all i'm all about right there
1: Yep, big fan. It's funny how we all pick food. Um, I'm going. I'm going probably to go into Texas. I'm going to Texas. I'm gonna go be a Longhorn, and I'm give me give me all the Water Burger. Uh, I can fucking handle. Strong. Yeah. Um, Bobby, I was thinking like maybe a Seattle with like a like doing like an oyster bar, or like an oyster company or something. Just all all the oysters I can eat. But man, Water Burger constantly in college, like one of the number one foods. Uh, drunk foods, fantastic. Open twenty four seven. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go live in beautiful Austin, Texas and eat all the water
2: burger I can handle.
1: Be, being Honestly. an
2: Irish fan on a principle, I, w- my, I wanted to go with Boston College and do the Union Oyster House in Boston, but out of principle I could not see myself going to Boston College.
0: <laughs> Honestly, though, I feel like this show kind of disguises itself as a semi-professional sports show, but I think deep down this is like a food show and we're just afraid to admit it. Because yeah. our best, most intriguing episodes, I feel like, have been the segments where we're drafting a Super Bowl party. The Thanksgiving. We're talking, we're talking Thanksgiving. about a Thanksgiving yeah. feast. And yep. honestly, that is the most traction. Like, my friends that and, and those types of people who listen to the show, that, that's what I get the most feedback on. It's not like, oh, you're taking out Indiana sucked. Or anything like that. It's like, dude, I can't believe you fucking didn't take
1: gravy second
0: in your Thanksgiving
1: trip. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, it's hard. Like, yeah. Like Bobby picked pizza with his number one pick <laughs> food. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that's, uh, that's, that's good, a good stuff. That's good question, though. Yeah, it was just something I like, like, I, I've kind of been thinking about. And, 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 and I, I guess it doesn't, you know, for let's say there's not a whole lot of stuff South Bend, I doubt it, but, like, I don't know. There's probably how many Fortune 500 companies out there that have a Notre Dame grad, like, high up. You know what I mean? So, like, they'll they'll be fine. They've got the brand. Um, Well,
0: that's – I'm excited, like, maybe we have the wrong guy in charge right now, but as a Michigan fan, like, Michigan's alumni base is huge. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like they could use the Michigan money cannon in discreet ways to maybe bolster – are recruiting a little bit and I did see Bobby, which I know Notre Dame's totally different, but um, I did see where Michigan they are in talks or maybe it's been approved by uh, a board of regents uh, member that they have no problem with the student athletes being able to use the, the block M and the, and the Michigan branding to, to uh, promote their their side deals in this NIL, so... Unlike you know, Clemson. And, well, that, that's the thing. As soon as somebody does it, like, if Michigan's the first to do it, like, you know... It's like, you know, you brought up the Quinn Ewers thing. Like, Texas, as a state, they're going to change that rule for interscholastic athletes. They have to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or or every, every recruit in the country is just... Or every recruit in Texas is just not going to go to Texas schools as as much as they want to keep them home and stuff like that. So I'm surprised they haven't put it in the legislation now to change it. So, but, you know, as soon as somebody plunges, like, also, I don't know if you guys probably did see it, like the entire Miami football team is represented by, like, an MMA, MMA gym down there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. they're cut, they're cutting them all check and stuff like that just to, you know.
2: The one that kind of – intrigues me is Derek King being the Panthers with the Panthers, the yeah, that, Panthers. That's,
1: that's so weird.
2: Yeah. I, 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 that
1: weird, weird crossover.
2: Yeah. That one's that's, that's a weird one because, you know, Florida eventually is going to have, um, you know, all, all these professional teams are going to have sports books in their stadiums. It's just inevitable. So when does that cross a line down the road here? Cause I know Florida doesn't legalize it yet. I don't think. Um, but you know if they're associated with a gambling company is someone going to step in and be like nope, that is constituted under gambling so i i i think it's an awesome idea um but it's just one of those ones that's like how's it going to work yeah
1: i well well go ahead go ahead well, i was just thinking like the the landscape and kind of how you said there's no big time you no know, quarterbacks coming back and you know throughout the whole the whole you know basically F- fbs I'm thinking, you know, what? How much would have, you know, Tim Tebow? How much would he have made? How much Zion? Like, what's what are they making? There's really not anybody out there right now, right? That's like that. It's like a god, like Cam yeah. Newton. Like you know, Jameis Winston probably would have made so much money off of like a crab leg company. I have to imagine. <laughs> you know, maybe it is public sends up like saying, hey, like you know, let's make this right. We'll have a good image. You have a good image. We can both benefit from this. You made a mistake. Why don't we sign you to a deal? I'm um, just thinking maybe this year um, it'll it'll kind of reload to next year. And then, like, by next year, people are going to be making so much money off of this. Yeah.
0: Well, my, my final point on the thing, like, I, I, you know, we're all in the same boat. And just to piggyback off Bob, like, I do agree, like, you know, I think there probably needs and will be some regulations (laughs) down the road because, I mean, yeah, you could get in the, you know, I know some schools, they're distancing themselves from, you know, Barstool started a a Barstool Athletes thing, and I guess the Barstool Athletes get like 80% cut of the merch that Barstool puts out for them and stuff like that. But, you know, they are owned by a gaming company now. Pin National Gaming, and there are some institutions that are that are staying away, and, you know, maybe that'll be good enough for a while where it's just kind of self-policing uh, themselves. But, you know, it, it's, it, I, I don't think the system's going to change that much anyway, so I guess that's my final point.
2: Do you think that we could get an athlete to uh, be the, uh, the official athlete of the Podcock PCAST? They better, they better
0: they better want a very non lucrative or the opposite of lucrative deal. I mean I could get them like a hat made maybe or something, but
1: that's... I mean I'll, I'll I mean what's what's stopping us from reaching out to somebody at OU Akron Kent State? You know, like what if like our brother or somebody from our like, our high school goes there and we're like mm-hmm. shit, send him, send him a message and see if he wants to like do our intro you know so there, there's and nothing like we, pay, they, we pay him two hundred dollars like would we would you have to get like a go down to ou and get some signature and sign some shit you know like how does that work i think
0: it'd probably be easier to do it through like venmo or cash app because that's i guess that's wide open now too Yeah, for but are athletes. there are
1: there documents that have to be like like legal documents have to be signed or you know what i mean i don't like I'm, I'm sure that's... there's
2: a contract between the 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 company and the athlete, but I don't think there would be anything between the school, just as long as like no branding is used. Like
0: I, I follow obviously, and I'm sure you guys do with your respective schools, but like I've seen like these weird, like not affiliated Michigan, like in you know, a podcast and, and video series and stuff like that. And they're pulling players now for interviews. Like, they're not credential media, or maybe they are, but, like, they're not, like, the main, like, voice, uh, those type of guys. And, like, I'm, I'm assuming they're, like, sliding, like, you know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, like, yeah. in, into these guys' been mode. Like, hey, come on, 20 minutes, you know, we'll talk about upcoming fall camp or the season and, they're and not whatever.
1: Yeah. Like A part of like the the main beat for the team you know like not not associated with any
0: uh radio or newspaper or anything like just you know basically people like us that you know (laughs) (laughs) and and, then they're they're getting like you know i saw a guy had like um i think it's called wolverine wire like I don't think the guy's ever had like any news or anything. He just kinda copy and paste like stuff that's already broke. He had like JJ McCarthy on his like podcast like last week. Like so I'm assuming like yeah, like he's he slipped him a little donation into the Venmo or whatever and he went on. Which, you know, good for
1: good for that kid. I mean, how that's that's easy work. So we need to go get a sponsor so we can sponsor somebody. I think that's what we're thinking like Maybe we get okay. Pizza Crossing to sponsor us and then we funnel them <laughs> funnel that money. <laughs> so he's indirectly sponsored by Pizza Crossing. I don't know. I think that'd be fine. Or or we could give
0: out like a uh I mean we'd have to come up with like a very clever name, but like, you know and it, not like the MVP, but just like the one the one guy, the one player or whatever that that did something that caught all our eye. And we send them like (laughs) then uh, if we could find it or something like that
1: on behalf of the show, right, right. Or like we just like claim a player and like talk about him all the time, and like we use him, and then he like gets pissed. Like I'm I'm still waiting for like our like a a cease and a desist letter from Tim Allen or something like you guys. (laughs) It was brought to my attention that you've been using my uh, personal information, net worth, movies uh, for trivia, Um, you know but but that'd be cool. It's kind of fun to think about.
0: No doubt. All right. Well, uh, I'm spent here, guys. You got anything to uh, add or close out this program?
2: Um, right there with you. I think we hit it all. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. A lot of fun. All right.
0: Well, let me ask you this, Bobby. We You're kind of in charge of how this is going to go. Definitely doing the ACC next week on the pod next part four or five of the conference previews. Uh, and then the next week will be big 10 leading into week zero, which if you looked at the week zero slate, Ooh. it's yep. big 10 centric. We got Illinois uh, yeah, we got Illinois, Nebraska, I think kicking off uh, that week. And then we'll do like our national picks and yada, yada, yada in the week one and preview week one. That's kind of how I see it. I'll ask you, because I feel like I'll give us all ample time to just kind of go in depth with our three teams. So naturally, it makes sense for Bryce and myself to do that during the Big Ten preview. I was going to give you the floor to do Notre Dame. So do you want to do it next week with the ACC Alliance, or do you just want to wait, or you just want to leave people in a uh, mysterious fog, and whenever it happens, it happens?
2: I, uh, I, I think we'll – we can do Notre Dame with the ACC. Um, okay. We, I mean, they have the all-time best record percentage-wise in the ACC. So, I think <laughs> it's it's only right.
1: All right. That, okay. We'll, that's all I need. Oh, go ahead. We'll just leave them out of the rankings, right? Like, we just won't rank them. Well, I
0: feel like they're in now if we're discussing them that week.
2: I mean, when you, when you play five ACC teams every year, I, I feel like – it's 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 a given that you're in but you're not
1: okay but we can't be like i think notre dame's playing clemson and the you know like we'll have to actually give a conference championship
2: uh, right yeah so like uh, we can keep like the Irish for like player talk uniform like like our our tier yeah system, yeah and and then uh right like playoff talk okay
0: yeah That'll- that, I'm perfectly fine with that. That's. Great. I don't
2: really see the
1: Irish being ranked in any of the like you know, coach, no players, no games.
0: Def definitely not helmet or stadium. No, definitely no.
1: Not, so. no. Uh-uh. We'll Irish do it next
0: battles. week. Yeah, sounds like a plan. It's a little post-show meeting. You guys get to listen to, so you're welcome. Uh, shout out to Pizza Crossing, get us that sponsorship. Um, and uh, Bobby, any famous last words? Go Irish. Bryce. Tank
1: Anything? Bigsby. Tank Bigsby. Look in your uh, DMs, bud. You're about to get <laughs> flooded. <laughs> about to get flooded. No, for real. Go Browns this weekend. Oh, 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 oh. Got to warm up my barking. Get my son ready. My two-year-old ready for this uh, preseason game. Going to be a big one.
0: All right. Uh, follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. Podcast PCAST on both those platforms. Uh, follow, subscribe, rate, review. Follow. Uh, All podcasting platforms. I appreciate everybody listening. We'll see you next time.